It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 10th, 2021. I've got no quippy Star Wars thing to go with that. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, um... Yeah, the Orlando Magic lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, we'll talk about that game as briefly and as quickly as we can. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Magic's home season and the lessons that we've learned and how rebuilding the home court will be the first step in rebuilding the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching for download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Minnesota Timberwolves? Check out Locked On Wolves. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Look, you know, just let's just get this out of the way. We knew there were going to be nights like this or something like this where the Magic were not going to be able to shoot. Um, that was the case before the trade deadline. That is more so the case after the trade deadline. This is not an offensive-minded Magic team. This is a Magic team that is frankly still seeking its identity, and it's a team that now even Steve Clifford is admitting, while not hoping not to make an excuse, but is admitting has um, is suffering from their lack of practice time and their lack of time together. Um, the fact of the matter is this is a new group, especially with all the new signings that they've made over the last week, week and a half, this is a new group that just is not on the same page. And it's been abundantly clear since the trade deadline that this team's not on the same page. Um, there have been a lot of mistakes that I've looked at and noted that are just, even veterans, just not knowing where they're supposed to be and, and as they try to change their defensive schemes. Um, it's a lot of young players not quite knowing or, or, or not quite knowing where they're supposed to be or having to think instead of react um, again, just stuff that it's just not drilled into them. Even Steve Clifford's admitted at times that, you know, they have to break habits from old teams, and, and that includes old team as in the Magic pre-deadline. So there was always going to be nights where the Magic just, it's not all clicking. Um, you know, it's it's just not all there. And especially on the offensive end, where cohesion is so important, it, and, and it seems already at a deficit on that end anyway, there's going to be nights where the Magic just don't shoot the ball. And you just have to live with those nights. Um, you know, Clifford said it best before the game on the Valley Sports Florida broadcast. When the Magic win, they were winning because they were shooting the ball well, especially from deep. 
and they were getting to the foul line. Offense is the thing. Offense is this team's biggest weakness still, and it's an even bigger one since the trade deadline. We probably also knew and understood that there would be some defensive deficiencies as well. There would be games and there would be moments where the defense just didn't have it. Where the defense just wasn't tied together. And and frankly, it's just a matter of trust. Trusting that players will be there to help. That they understand their responsibilities and assignments. Especially when the offense isn't working, perhaps. Yes, you'll give up transition opportunities and and the defense will be disorganized and, and not set. All things that were expected. There is still, however, a modicum of effort that has to go into that. You may you may not be perfect. You may make mistakes, but if you play with effort, if you try to recover in time, if you try to make good, if you try to do good things on the court, good things will typically happen. It may not be perfect. It may not be enough to win. But you won't get embarrassed. And for sure, in what it was the Magic's final home game of the season, the Magic got embarrassed. They let go of the rope. They showed their youth. They showed their inexperience. They showed their um, lack of cohesion. You know, I, I still have every faith that a training camp will fix a lot of these problems. But boy, it does not look good. Or there have been more than enough moments since the trade deadline where it has not looked good. And that's disappointing, to be frank, because I thought the Magic played really well Friday. I thought the Magic did everything they needed to do um, to win that game against Charlotte, um, except for offensive rebounding, or except for attacking the defensive glass. Um, they had, you know, again, I, I, I've said this, you know, this Magic team just isn't good enough to put together a 48-minute effort right now. There's going to be a 6, 7, maybe 8-minute stretch where the Magic are going to really struggle, and their ability to win is going to be dependent on whether they can survive those stretches. You know, against teams like Cleveland and Detroit, they were able to, you know, the, 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 the Pistons and Cavaliers had eight-minute stretches where they didn't play well enough or they couldn't do anything, and, and the Magic took advantage of those. That's, that's, how you win, that's how you win games here. And so, this was both a, a disappointing effort on that front and also the absolute worst team that this could happen against. The Magic shot poorly. They didn't do a particularly good job executing their offense. Minnesota threw a 2-3 zone at them that the Magic had no clue how to execute against. Or they did, they just weren't precise enough. And some of that, again, not a lack of familiarity. To beat zone defenses, you got to move the ball really, really well. And if you don't know how to move the ball, if you don't know where players are going to be, you, you will get burned repeatedly. But they did it against a Minnesota team that is extremely good offensively, especially when they've got all their players. And Carl Anthony Towns dominated the inside. D'Angelo Russell dominated the outside. And Ricky Rubio and Anthony Edwards dominated everywhere in between. Worse than that, the Magic were beat to every loose ball, or felt like it, and were just outworked and out-hustled. And, and for a young team like this, for a team that has so much talent deficit, even against a team like Minnesota, getting outworked consistently like that is simply unacceptable. That's the baseline. We said that from the very beginning. Effort is the place to start. And if you're getting beat to every loose ball, if the other team is outworking you, this team has no chance. So everything that could go wrong did go wrong in what turned out to be a 126-98 to loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
Minnesota was up 11 after one quarter, up 30 at halftime, up by as much as 42, and really the second half was academic. You know, I, I work for a sports news show as my day job. We did not show highlights from the second half. They were unnecessary. Honestly, we didn't. We showed, I think, one. I think I, I cut the highlight. I've cut one highlight from the second, second quarter. The game was over. And the Magic, just again, it's not that they didn't show some fight. You know, I think there was, you know, I, I think there was fight. Um, I think it was, you know, I, I'm big on saying efforts to place to start, but efforts got to be guided and directed toward the right things. The Magic just couldn't get it all together. And not enough players were playing with the right effort, the right focus, the right intensity to do what they needed to do. There's just a lack of attention to detail and just, again, a lack of basic execution. In these blowout games, as we've mentioned before, there is just not a lot to learn. You're not getting better. We'll talk about some of the performances. We'll talk about numbers, but those numbers don't matter. Not when the game is not in the balance. Not when the game is already decided. Not when the game is over. The Magic didn't get better. I don't think they were scheduled to practice on Monday. They are practicing Monday now. Because they did not get better on Sunday. And unfortunately, the Magic fans had to go home unhappy. with Honestly, a bitter taste in their mouth. I, I don't like Fan Appreciation Night ending like this. And as we have... Ben, we're counting them down. Just four games left in this God-forsaken season. The Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Orlando Magic 128-96. We'll go over the final stats a little bit here. See if we can draw a few things out and talk about the Magic's home record this season coming up in just a moment. But first, you're the hiring expert for your company. Even if you're not and you're looking to hire someone, you have to become the expert fast. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates to meet must-have qualifications. And schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed Skills Test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You have to choose from more than 100, you are you can choose, you don't have to, but you can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. So get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Let's briefly go through the box score of this one as it's pretty irrelevant what we looked at here. Um, look, I mean, we know the season's been weird. We know that the Magic are playing a lot of strange lineups, that, that, that there's not a lot of cohesion, there's not a lot of familiarity. And, and again, you're seeing all that play out, I think. And, and I think we're also seeing some fatigue as well. Um, I think that's throughout the league where, you know, we just see games where teams just don't have it. Uh, you know, 30-point blowouts like this have been more prevalent this year. Um, just like I'll, I'll note that, uh, you know, wins at home have been less prevalent this year. It's been it's been one of the worst home seasons uh, in NBA history. It's, it's just been a weird year, and, and you could chalk up a lot of things to it being a weird year, but, you could, but there's still some basic things the Magic have to do um, that they are not doing effectively. Um, look, the Magic shoot 39.6% from the floor. They're 9 of 36 from beyond. They are 15 for 22 from the foul line. They turn the ball over 13 times. Um, you know, you take all those things in consideration, you would still expect a 20-point blowout loss. Um, you know, again, the Magic, the, the final numbers certainly look like that the Magic should have lost and lost big. Um, they're not turning the ball over a lot, um, which I think is is key. You know, I think that's that's at least a positive sign. Is the Magic's turnover numbers have still been for the most part pretty low, um, even in blowouts. They are not turning the ball over a lot, so you're not seeing necessarily the runouts or the easy transition baskets. I mean, the Magic's transition defense has had its struggles since the trade deadline, um, but overall, that is still one of the team's strengths and something that they can build off. So, um, the reason why the Magic are losing these games, frankly, is they're not making shots, um, and that's allowing teams to get out in transition and to, to get them before their defense can get set. Um, you know, I think this is a team that just needs that bit of structure and that bit of a chance to kind of collectively uh, breathe a little bit. But the Magic shoot 39.6% for the game. It was much worse than that for most of the game. Um, you know, you just go through the guys that matter to this team, um, and, and they struggled. Cole Anthony had 11 points, 4 for 13 shooting, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc, 3 assists. I thought... Um, he did a good job early on kind of picking his spots a little bit, but Minnesota did a really good job pressuring him. Um, you know, I think at a certain point, Anthony was trying to just kind of drive into the lane to make something happen, um, but Minnesota really wasn't budging. In fact, Minnesota played a zone for most of the game, um, and Orlando's passing just wasn't precise enough to break it down. Um, and, and again, that starts kind of with the point guard and the tone that he sets. Um, but the Magic just really, again, the Magic just couldn't shoot. The guys that matter just couldn't shoot. Cole Anthony, 4 for 13. Gary Harris, 2 for 7. Um, you know, Moritz Wagner, 4 for 12. Uh, Mo Bamba, 1 for 6 in less than 20 minutes of, play, of action. I mean, again, the Magic just were not getting contributions from guys that they need contributions from. Um, Brian Hill on the Valley Sports Florida broadcast uh, pointed out Moritz Wagner as one of the few players that played with any kind of intensity and effort all game. 11 points, 4 for 12 shooting, 3 for 8 from beyond the arc. And yeah, I'd say that Wagner played with effort. I mean, he has to at this point, but that doesn't mean he was effective. Um, I thought that he got completely worked defensively. Everyone did, though, so I don't know if singling him out makes much of a difference. Um, Dwayne Bacon with 18 points, 7 for 12 shooting. You know, again, Dwayne Bacon's gonna Dwayne Bacon, I guess. Um, only guy that really shot efficiently. Um, RJ Hampton had 19 points on 7 for 13 shooting off the bench, including 5 rebounds and 3 assists, so that is a new career high for him at 19 points. Um, but again... Uh, again, I, I thought Hampton played with energy, especially in the first quarter. I thought he brought some energy to the team that they desperately needed, but so much of that came in the second half. Um, I think it was, I think it was eleven or twelve. His nineteen came in the second half. How much value do we really put into that? Like, look, I'm glad R.J. Hampton is getting 
those kind of scoring performances. I'm glad that you know you could clearly see that if you give him a lane, he's going to take it. He's playing with a lot more patience. These are all good things. His defensive technique still needs a ton of work. Um, but again, I mean, at this point, I think Hampton is one of the better players on the team. Um, you know, I think he's. He, I I I I want to see him play with Cole Anthony more. Um, I want to see him get more run with starter-level players, but again, the Magic just have so few of those at this point. I mean, even getting Wendell Carter back at this point would be a huge boost just to get Bamba back with that bench unit and, and rely less on Mortz Wagner and Dante Hall um, than they are. Um, again, I, I, there's just not much to draw out of these statistics. There's not just not much to say about the Magic and how they played uh, coming out of this game. For the Timberwolves, they got 27 points from Carl Anthony Towns. He scored 20 of those. In the first half, just a man on a mission. Um, he played extremely well, just abused Bomba on the inside, abused Wagner on the inside, just abused everyone on the inside. D'Angelo Russell had 27 points as well on 9-for-21 shooting. He made five three-pointers and added eight assists. Anthony Edwards with a double-double of 16 points, 10 rebounds on a solid 7-for-11 shooting. All four of his misses were three-pointers. Minnesota made a living in the paint. Um, again, just just dominant in the paint. Just Again, little like things that are just not... Up for debate. Um, Magic just showed no resistance defensively all game long. Minnesota finishes with 58 points in the paint. 58 of 128 points in the paint, including 20 fast break points. Again, Magic missing shots, leading to runouts. The Magic just not good in transition, not good getting back in transition consistently enough. Um, something that they have been okay at, not great, but okay at, um, at least statistically worse than they were before the deadline, mind you, but okay at. Um, it's it's just not good. The Magic just did not show up and, and, and put the effort forth defensively. Definitely seemed to get discouraged by their poor shooting, and and, and again, that's that's the game. Um, Minnesota shoots only 48.5% from the floor, which again would suggest that the Magic did something right defensively, but 128 points. Wolves were shooting 50% after three quarters. Um, they had more than 100 points. Uh, they had 107 points after three quarters. The defense was not good. There's just no getting around that. The defense was terrible. Magic turned the ball over 13 times for 20 Minnesota points. So again, a lot of their mistakes went directly into the basket. Um, just, a, just a disappointing and rough game. While there were certainly, again, good performances for the Magic, um, a lot of that coming just when the game was decided. Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Orlando Magic 128-96. to Magic back in action Tuesday in Milwaukee against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk a little bit about the Magic wrapping up their home schedule and how build, rebuilding the home is going to be the first start of rebuilding the Magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at bet online. This week has a ton of sports action. We've got of soccer finishing up around the world, including the champions, including the champion league, champions league coming up. The triple crown is in full swing with the Preakness stakes coming up this weekend, and a whole lot more. The NHL playoffs also starting very very soon. Get all the news, odds, in, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoff. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus occasionally limited time flavors? 
So be sure to try all your favorite flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or salted caramel. There is a flavor for everyone. My favorite flavor is the double chocolate. It is uh, a who doesn't love chocolate and who doesn't love more chocolate. It is delicious, but I've had several of the other flavors. I had the mint brownie the other day. It was delicious. And I know there's a lot of other flavors they have in reserve that could be coming out any moment that are absolutely delicious too. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box and get two of each of the nine flavors currently available. Most of the flavors from Built Bar have 17 grams of protein, are only 130 calories with only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors there have a little bit more, but they're all under 200 calories. This is not a meal replacement bar. This is a protein bar meant to be a snack, meant to be a supplement, not going to kill your diet, and it's going to give you the energy boost and protein that you need. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I was not at the Amway Center Sunday. My last game was uh, my last home game was Monday again was a uh, that Monday game against the Los Angeles Lakers a few weeks ago, um, and so you know I I texted a few people that I knew were at the game and and I simply asked them, the Magic sure are making sure we miss them, huh? Um, you know, a brief chuckle. Um, unfortunately for Magic fans, what we saw Sunday night is the last memory of this team on the Amway Center floor. It was Fan Appreciation Night. It was thank, the Thank You Fans Night. And it was not one to remember. It frankly has been a strange year, obviously, for home teams around the league and certainly here in Orlando. Um, you know, obviously, Markel Fultz got hurt on that very court. Um, Devin Kennedy got hurt on that very court. Um, but there have been plenty of really fun and strong moments. You know, I think... Back to opening night against the Miami Heat. Um, we didn't quite know what was in store for this pandemic season. Um, the Magic were one of the few teams welcoming fans into their building. Uh, and the Magic had the defending Eastern Conference champions in town for their opening night. And Orlando stuck it to the Miami Heat. Um, in a game that felt like it had some weight, the Magic had to grind it out, had to find a way to execute down the stretch. And it really felt like their familiarity and experience won. And it was just, and it felt like, okay, maybe there's something there. And I, and I remember very distinctly the Magic saying, or several Magic players saying, that despite all the piped in fan noise that was there, the energy from the Amway Center crowd that night helped the Magic win the game, helped propel them to the victory. It was not nothing to have fans in the building. And I've been to my fair share of games this season. And there were so many nights where you could feel that energy. Where you could feel the crowd propelling them. That it felt a little normal. Just, you know, really all that we could ask for from these games. Is to give those who could attend and give those watching at home just a little feeling of normalcy. I remember being at the Magic's game against the Golden State Warriors because anytime you beat Stephen Curry, it still feels big. There was a buzz in that building as, as 
Nikola Vucevic dropped a triple-double. Chumo Kiki had his coming out party and the Magic beat the Warriors. I was there um, a few weeks earlier when Nikola Vucevic had a 30-point, had a 40-point effort, 40-point, 19-rebound effort against the Chicago Bulls, a game that cemented his all-star status. I was there when Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier went nuts with 30-point games and five, six, three-pointers each as the Magic beat the Brooklyn Nets, a team that many people believe can win the NBA championship this year. Then, of course, there was the ultimate final game. Evan Fournier hitting the game-winning shot as the Magic had to come from behind and beat the Phoenix Suns in what turned out to be the last game with that group together. The Magic, after the trade deadline, had only one win at the Amway Center. It was one that we will remember for a long time. A 20-point second-half comeback capped off by Cole Anthony hitting a game-winning three with one-tenth of a second left. A truly memorable moment followed by a memorable post-game, but a truly memorable moment. I kind of wish that was the feeling and that was the sentiment that the Magic could have left the Amway Center on. But unfortunately, there were lots of heartbreak too. Not just Markel Fultz's injury, which I was in the building that night, and with how empty the stadium still was, you could hear Fultz screaming very clearly from up in the media loge and the, and the, and the, on the uh, suite level. Um, plenty of blowouts, too. The loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, the first loss of the season, was a sign that you know maybe the Magic weren't quite ready for prime time. And of course, it was their first brush with injury with... Evan Fournier leaving the game four minutes in with back spasms. There was 30-point blowouts to the Bulls, to the Bucks, to the Clippers. Plenty of nights where it just was very clear this team didn't have it. But every home year, we look back at the good moments, the memories that bring us back to the Amway Center every year. There were too few of them. And all those games that I just named, I named the majority of the Magic's wins at home. Orlando finished the year with just 11 wins at the Amway Center, finishing 11 and 25 at their on their homes on their home floor. That was the fewest in the Eastern Conference and the third fewest in the league. Granted, the Magic are one of the worst teams in the league, but they have as many road wins as home wins this season. That probably will not be the case next year. Um, home wins are down throughout the league, and there have been plenty of good moments to hold on to, to cherish from even this cursed season. But defending the Amway Center was one of the key goals for the team. It was something that they believed was necessary for them to take that next step, and it is something that they ultimately failed at. For a young team that is getting set to rebuild, that is getting set to grow, their time at the Amway Center, their time at home, will be key to their next steps, to their next bit of growth. Young teams tend to play better at home. They have the familiarity, they have the energy from the crowd behind them. It tends to be more comfortable. And as the Magic begin this next phase, one of their key goals will remain. They have to defend the Amway Center. They have to defend their home court. They have to play well at home. It is the base from which they can grow. If you do all the right things at home, 
becomes easier to do all the right things away from home. If anything, home should only accentuate what you are good at already. Unfortunately, the Magic never could find consistency all year. It's fitting that a lot of their major injuries happened on their home floor because that's what truly defined the season, both, both entirely and at home. But moving forward, their home floor has to be what guides them, what centers them, what pushes them to be better. The next time the Orlando Magic take the Amway Center floor, they will be a different team. Sir, some of these young players will remain. Cole Anthony, most likely. RJ Hampton, most likely. Wendell Carter, most likely. But they will have new players. A new identity, a new center. They might have Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz back for opening night. They'll have two top 10 picks to guide and shape their future. But that future only gets shaped if they can defend the home floor, if they can make the Amway Center their fortress, if they can build off of their success at home. That's where everything must start. It's where everything's easier. And win the easy games, and you can go out and win the harder games. With our country slowly coming out of the pandemic and vaccinations on the rise, and again, let's make sure the Amway Center is filled to capacity. Go get your vaccine. We're making good progress here in Orange County, and I want to see us get to Phase 2 and Phase 3 so that when... October rolls around and the NBA season starts anew, we can all be there to celebrate together inside our building, our home. But the Magic, if they want to rebuild, if they want to rebuild the trust, if they trust with the community, with the fans, if they want to build something special, it's got to start at the Amway Center. That's where our memories are made more than anywhere. The Magic's best wins this year happen at home at the Amway Center. The games that we will remember and talk about beyond the season, they happen there. This new group will need to make new memories. This group will need to make a new home. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you download podcasts on your podcast-enabled listening device. I know I know there are some issues with Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this, you probably aren't having them. Um, but be sure to check out wherever we download, wherever you can download podcasts. I send the megaphone link out on Twitter. So always, always, always follow me on Twitter at philipr underscore md or follow the podcast at Locked on Magic. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast while you're at it. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, do the New York Knicks have what it takes to go on a playoff run? Be sure to get more of the sports news you need in less time daily with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, you're on Locked On Magic. This is Phil Cross and Mike. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.